Okay, Liz, here's some quick math. The less your business spends on operations, multiple systems, delivering your product or service, the more margin you have and the more money you keep. So to reduce costs and headaches, smart businesses are graduating to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, HR into one platform and one source of truth. With NetSuite, you reduce IT costs, you cut the cost of maintaining multiple systems, and you improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. NetSuite.com slash Hollywood. Are you ready to go in the room? Yeah, I just have to get my nutrition homework turned in. Will you promise me you're not going to abandon the business and become a nutritionist? Um, I promise for at least five years. Fair enough. Hi, and welcome to Happier in Hollywood, the podcast about how to be happier, healthier, saner, more creative, more successful, and more productive in a backbiting, superficial, chaotic, unpredictable, fundamentally insane world. I'm Sarah Fain, a TV writer and producer living in L.A., and with me is my high school friend and writing partner of 18 years, Liz. That's me, Liz Kraft. On this podcast, we talk about being writers in Hollywood, how we balance a career and friendship, and how to survive the war of attrition that is life in Los Angeles. Today, we'll discuss why it's important to give people an out. And then this week's Take a Hike was inspired by Sarah's new passion for nutrition. We'll also answer a listener question about motherhood and career balance. Finally, this week's Hollywood hack is perfect for people who want to exercise but don't have time. The perfect hack for us right now. Indeed. But first, an update. So these guinea pigs, Sarah, <laughs> we've discussed. You were going to get a giant Flemish rabbit. Yeah. Then you changed your mind because of various reasons and got guinea pigs. Yes. Or you were, did, so they actually arrived. Yes. You got Violet guinea pigs for her sixth birthday. Yes, I did. We got them from Los Angeles Guinea Pig Rescue Ah. um, because there are rescues for guinea pigs. Who knew? Yeah. Um, And they're just delightful. Midnight and Brownie. Aww. The most original names (laughs) ever. (laughs) Um, Are they smelly? Because in my mind, they are. Yeah. I know. I I wish that I could say no, but they are. It's not. It's. There's a smell of wood chips in my house now because oh, their well, bedding is wood chips. It's not a bad smell, it's, but it is like, ooh, it smells like wood chips. Do you give them baths ever? They're supposed to get baths every three months. Okay. We're going to take them to the rescue where they will give them mm. baths for free and clip their nails and then bring them home. Um, now, you also mentioned that they <laughs> poop a lot. Oh, my God. They poop so much. They poop So, oh, my God. It's like nonstop poop. I have to say, the one thing, like I said, I've said before, I do my research. You do. I read a lot of stuff. I look into a lot of stuff. No one mentioned how much guinea pigs poop. So are you glad you got them instead of the giant uh, mutant (laughs) rabbit? You know, I really am because they're 
Well, Violet loves them. Oh, good. And they're very sweet, and they're very different. Mm. Like, I didn't realize how, like, guinea pigs really have their own personalities, and we have two distinctly different guinea pigs. Brownie is kind of, you know, skittish and rat-like, but super curious Ew. and sweet. He's, he's kind of like a rat without a tail. That is so gross. I know. <laughs> But not. And Midnight is like more the classical guinea pig, just like sweet and just eats nonstop and likes to be cuddled. Um, and they talk a lot to each other. It, they're fascinating. I think they're great. And even our dogs are, are kind of coming around. Right, well, I still don't get it, but I'm glad that you and Violet like them. Yes. We are now officially a mommy kid, two dog, two guinea pig, one fish family. <laughs> <laughs> just expanding by the day. <laughs> And now it is time for our segment from the Treadmill Desks of, in which we discuss what's most pressing in our work psyches this week. And this week, it's give people an out. This is an intriguing concept to me. Will you explain what you mean? Yeah. So this came from um, Violet's kindergarten assessments. Um, you know, we should to, say that's in L.A. for private schools, you have to go through this. Pro- the kids go through a process of kindergarten assessments <laughs> in which they go kind of have a mini day yes. at various schools. Right. And a lot of times they're very closed mouthed about it. But in this case, um, I was getting information from the admissions director who said she was having sort of a disagreement with another girl about something about the movie Coco, which mm. you know we saw Violet eight times obsessed with. in the theater. Yes. So Violet was kind of having a disagreement about the movie Coco um, with one of the other little girls. And the admissions director said, but she gave the other girl an out. Mm. She said, we just must have seen a different movie. Ah. Um, but this idea of giving other people an out really stuck with me. And it is such an important skill to have. Right. So it's like basically Violet, who knows that movie backward and forward and probably yeah. knew she was right about what she was saying. hundred <laughs> percent. Allowed the other girl to save face yeah. by just kind of putting it aside and saying, oh, we must have seen a different movie. And yeah. it's, it is really interesting because it's like so often people start down a path that isn't correct. Right. You know, um, and then, like, they don't want to admit they're wrong. But mm-hmm. if you give them an out, they can sort of let it go and still save face. Yes, exactly. And it's not just kind of in these small, you know, I'm kind of dug into my position and don't want to admit I'm wrong things. I think there are so many situations where this notion applies to give people an out. Like, yeah. This morning we were talking about um, if you work with someone who isn't doing something that they mm-hmm. should be doing. Mm-hmm. Instead of being like, why aren't you doing this? You sh- This is part of your job. Do this. You can say, you know what? I think you've been so focused on A mm. that you haven't been spending as much time on B. So for a while, spend some time. Make sure you're spending time on B. Oh, and that's they're great. thinking like, yes, I have, I have, I'm not being chastised. I've right. just been spending time on A. Yes, that's a great one. We'll have to use that, yeah. and feel free to use that on me. Yeah, <laughs> give me that out. <laughs> um, well, another thing I run into, Sarah, all the time on both sides is not recognizing someone or not remembering their name. Oh, yeah. So that can happen in personal life or professional life because yeah. we have so many meetings, we meet so many people, we work with so many people throughout the years. It's easy 
And, you know, I'm not good with faces. Well, and people out of context, it can get very difficult. Yeah. So I have both delivered and had, you know, I've both given other people outs and been (laughs) given outs on this Uh front. Um, One that's really good that I've had people say is, oh, you must not recognize me because I got my hair cut. Yes. I look totally different. Um, Or I've had people say, oh, you know, or we've said to people, like, who didn't remember our names. Mm -hmm. That happens to us a lot because also— they don't know who's Sarah and who's Liz. Yes, this is a way we give it out often. Oh, yes, we say, oh, nobody can keep us straight. We answer to Liz or Sarah. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I mean, we probably say that at least twice a week. Yeah. Uh, as we've discussed, our names are a whole thing, like, <laughs> you know, throughout the years. Or another example in life would be, if you invite someone to do something social, like go to a movie, go to a party, and you can kind of get an idea mm-hmm. that they probably don't want to go, like they don't feel comfortable saying it, but they're, you know, not exactly jumping mm-hmm. at the chance, that's a good time to give someone an out. Yeah, you could say, oh, you know what, I just remembered the Golden Globes are on that night. You probably want to stay home and watch that. Yeah. Um, I mean, this, I think, also applies to work situations. I mean, I think there's a lot of times at work where people aren't sure if they're going to like cross over into friendship. Yeah. Um, or <laughs> they're trying to network, as Mary, our assistant, discusses often. It does brilliantly. Um, and so I think that's a time where you can sort of, no, I'm going to put this out there, inviting someone to something. They very well may not want to. Um, you could even be sort of prepared with an out. Right. You know, because you don't know what they're going to say, but you want to put it out there. Yeah. This is something I'll remember when I'm trying to make friends with um, Violet's kindergarten mom people. Yes, except no one's going to want an out, Sarah. They're all going to want to get to know you. <laughs> they're all going to want to hang Nobody's going to want an out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can tell you a time I wish someone had given me oh, an out. Um, someone was trying to convince me to be on a committee that I just did not have time for. And I knew I didn't have time. Um, and they were just kind of relentless in the pursuit. Mm. And I knew I was never going to say yes. And so the relentlessness, it just made me feel really bad. Yeah, I remember having several conversations with yeah. you about it. Yeah. And I was like, please, just let it go. You yes. Know? It might have been more gracious if that person had just said, you know what, I can just tell this isn't a good time for you. Let me know um, when you're ready to join the committee. Yes, or We'd I'll check in with you. you next year. Yes, that would Maybe be Maybe things perfect. will be less hectic. Yes, the <laughs> I'll check in with you next year is a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yes, next year, not yeah. next week. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the thing is, in our job, there is so much conflict. Yeah. I mean, it's a creative endeavor that has literally hundreds of people collaborating. Yes. And it's just a constant conflict. Yes. I mean, and... There are so many times when it would be a good idea to give someone an out Mm -hmm. because a little conflict that means nothing can sort of escalate or someone can get embarrassed or feel humiliated and um, it can then sort of um, fester. Yeah. Um, Whereas if you just give one of these outs, like just say, oh, I'm sure the reason why um, you thought— you know, we should cast this person is for this reason. Mm -hmm. Um, But you were forgetting that we wanted this character to be a man, you know, or something like that. And then um, it's like it can just go away. Right. And it's it's just like being aware of being of giving like everybody 
a boost up. Yeah. And it's just a way to keep a relationship smooth and not have those sort of minor things that can build or spiral or, as you say, fester. Um, Because, like, is it really more important to win? I think that's the question Mm -hmm. to ask yourself in these small situations. That goes back to Violet. She could have won that argument. She could have said, let's go ask the teacher what this character's name was in Coco. Right, because she knows Coco. But instead, she was gracious and gave the girl an out. Yeah. And Sarah, I have to point out the obvious, which is you and I, with our 18-year partnership (laughs) and our much longer than that friendship, have to give each other outs all the time. Yes, we do. And in fact, that's probably part of our success as partners. Right. Is that we, without even really being aware of it, have been doing that Yes, this whole time. Yes, we've figured out a way to kind of um, flow down the river Yes, um, with these little, um, you know, letting these little petty things go. And a right. lot of times that is giving somebody an out. Yes, exactly. Now, there is a danger in being passive aggressive when you're giving someone mm. an out. So I'm just going to put up that little red flag yes. um, to just make sure you're, you know— Right. Not that that's what you do. It's a little <laughs> weird that I said that right after you. I'm sure, by the way, I have many. I'm sure I'm passive aggressive <laughs> 10 times a day. As am I. <laughs> but that's something, yes, to be cognizant of. Just give them an out. Don't be passive aggressive. Yeah, I want to hear from people if they give people outs or if someone's given yeah. them outs and their thoughts on this. Because yes. I think it's like, it's just one of the, it's like, let's all just sort of give each other, um, not... It's like, let's all just be nice to each other as opposed to just, like, battering each other constantly. That sounds good. <laughs> so let us know your thoughts. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Okay, Sarah, now it's time for Take a Hike in which we talk about mental, physical, or spiritual health. And today it's mental. It's Take a Class. Yes. And this was inspired by you. So I decided a couple months ago to take an online nutrition class um, at eCornell, which is Cornell's online school. Um, so there's it's quite a big undertaking. It's six separate courses. Each one is three weeks. I've finished the first two almost. Wow. I have my, my final project of the second one is due Tuesday. Um, and it's been so fascinating for me because I haven't taken a class, I mean, since yeah. grad school. Yeah. Um, and that, like, return to a student mindset is kind of fantastic. So you have assignments, I assume. I do. I have, like, a calendar when things are due. Yeah. And, I mean, grades? Grades, yes. I mean, you. it's sort of a pass-fail thing. Right. It's like you're just taking it for your own information. Right. Not for your GPA. (laughs) (laughs) Well, first I have to say, I think you're nuts (laughs) because you have way too much to do, and I cannot believe that you added an online (laughs) class that just seems beyond, but I admire it. Um, I bow down to you. Um, Well, don't give me too much credit because I will say it's basically taken the place of TV and reading, mm, okay. you know, at night instead of watching TV, which I barely did anyway, or reading books, which were, 
usually books about nutrition. Right. I'm instead, you know, spending that 45 minutes on this class. Well, I do think it's what I love about it um, is that it's like we talk with I talk with my sister Gretchen Rubin, Mm -hmm. who I co-host Happier with all the time about living in an atmosphere of growth. You know, that's one of her big things. And I mean, there's nothing that says living in an atmosphere of growth more than taking a class, <laughs> right? Right. Um, and you're you're this is so important to you, and it's like you're really going to become knowledgeable. Yeah, and it's it's an area that has so many sort of different points of view, and I really wanted to figure out what my point of view is. You know, is mm. it better to follow this or to follow that, or just like from a scientific perspective? what what is the best way to be healthy? And it's different for everyone. So it's very complicated. Um, but I just wanted to have a better sense of the science behind it all. I am never, never going to totally understand all this stuff. But it, it is helpful. And I'm enjoying um, just having that challenge. Yes. A different kind of challenge. Yeah. And what's nice is it's like if you're interested in something, you can give yourself time to explore it. Yeah. And I have to point out, especially as writers, but this may be true in other businesses as well, there's a good chance if you take a class about something and you learn about something, it's going to show up in your work. Totally. Like, it's just like, we'll have a character who's a nutritionist and you'll have the knowledge to, like, have her talk to patients. You know, What you're so- saying is this class should be a tax write-off. Oh, it should. Yes, it's research. <laughs> um, but, but you're you, so right. You know, it's like, it's. It's just one of those things that no matter what, things just pop up um, and become useful in other ways. Mm -hmm. Now, I will say I mentioned to Gretchen when we were doing our list of 18 for 2018, um, one of the things on my list was take a flower arranging class. And she so great. She was like, are you crazy? You're never going to take a flower (laughs) arranging class. Like, do you really want this on your list? And I said, well, look, I've seen there's I'm not talking about like committing, you know, weeks of my life. There are all these flower arranging classes that are like two hours on a Saturday afternoon where you learn the basics. And she was immediately like, oh, you know what? That's a great idea. Eleanor and I are going to take a flower arranging (laughs) class. So meanwhile, I haven't taken one yet. No doubt Gretchen will take one before I do. But it is just that thing of like a class, taking a class, it it like rejuvenates you. Yeah. So you can take a class in something totally different from what you do every day. Or like Mary wants to take a storytelling class. Right. She wants to take this class where you get up and just tell stories. And it's not it's not that she wants to be a professional storyteller, performer, but it's just the experience mm-hmm. is interesting to her intriguing to her. And I think it's a big challenge to get up and do that. Yeah. Um, So I hope she does. And then she can tell us about it. Yes. While being very much in the wheelhouse of being a writer. Yes. Yes. So good job, Mary and Liz. I'm going to be expecting some gorgeous (laughs) flower arrangements in our office very soon. I've got to do it, Sarah. (laughs) Next up, we'll answer a listener question about motherhood and work. But first, a word from our sponsor. 
Liz, there is nothing I love more than having a delicious meal that I didn't have to cook, which is why I have been getting no prep, no mess meals from Factor. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Last night, I had had blackened salmon with broccoli and with cauliflower rice. It was so delicious. It was the perfect dinner. Head to factormeals.com slash HIH50 and use code HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code HIH50 at factormeals.com slash HIH50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Okay, Liz, now it's time for a listener question. Cheryl wrote in, do you think having one child has allowed you both to keep one foot in motherhood and one foot in your career? I am a first-time mom to a five-month-old, and family and friends are already asking when we plan on having the next one. After witnessing how much of a step back I've had to take in work in order to be a good mom, I'm wondering if maybe there is something to only have one child to get the best of both worlds. Mm, This is a great question. It is. Because both you and I only have one child. Yeah. Um, Look, I feel like, of course, it's much easier because we take time out to do uh, kid stuff. You know, if we have a preschool graduation, if there's a play, if there's a school event, we always go. Yeah. Now, of course, it's easier when you have one set of those events rather than two, three, four. I mean— You could be doing nothing but going to events, um, you know, with enough kids. Absolutely. Um, So I think for me, for sure, it's easier. Now, I wanted to have a second kid. It didn't work out. But I mean, I will say there are many times when I'm just driving and musing and I'm like, oh, God, what would I do if I had another kid right now? (laughs) Thank God that didn't work out. You know what I mean? Yes. How do you feel? Uh, I mean, I think for me it's a little different because I'm an only parent. Right. And by the way, there are a lot of only parents who have multiple kids who just, like, are killing it. Yes. Um, But for me and the balance that kind of works for me, um, I think one is good. That said, if I had started younger Mm -hmm. and been able to have a bigger gap Mm -hmm. between kids, I probably would have wanted to have another one. Because well, it's, yeah. you know, fun. You could also make the argument that, like, say we have Jack, Adam, and me. Yeah. Well, if I'm not there, it you know, I don't think it feels very complete. But if there was another kid there, you know, then there'd still be three people. Right. So I maybe I'd feel less guilty. Like, if right. you're not there, Violet, you know, she has a lot of people in her life. But, you know, it might be nice if she had a sibling to hang out with. Not to make you feel guilty. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> So, I mean, I think it's like whatever you have maybe ends up feeling like the right thing. Right. You know, I mean. um, And everyone is different and everyone knows kind of what they can balance and what they can't balance. Well, and there are so many ways to be a good mom. I mean, I think that's one of our major messages, right? I mean, yes. I know a lot of moms, you know, there are moms who are at every single event and there are moms who can't be there. You know, like if you're a lawyer and you have to be in court, Like, you can't just not be there. You have to show up. 
Right. And, you can't say to the judge, sorry, I have a play at my kid's school. Yeah. And the kids are absolutely fine. So, you know, it's just everybody's different. Yes. Which kind of ties into the mom guilt question that we got from our listener, Megan. Um, we talked about this in episode 57. So many people responded to that. Yes. About mom guilt. Yes. Um, and... These were people who were, many of them, who were super successful moms with mm-hmm. more than one kid, yes. telling us how they managed to make it work. Yes. Which was very inspiring. Yeah. One letter we got um, was from Fiona. She said, Dear Liz and Sarah, I just wanted to let Megan know that there is light at the end of the tunnel. I started training as an oncologist with an 18-month-old baby, and we had our second child when I was halfway through my specialist training. Until my kids were eight or nine, I had to work shifts and spent nearly all of my free time studying for exams. There were many times I wanted to give up and felt incredibly guilty about not being there enough for my kids, but I was very lucky to have a wonderful and generous husband who kept reminding me that it was important to be a whole person as well as a mother. Gosh, that makes me cry. That's so sweet. This was important because I had wanted to be a doctor and researcher since early childhood, and he knew that it was something I would really regret if I gave up. My oldest child is now nearly 15, and I have a great job, which gives me the enormous privilege of serving my patients in my community, and my children have a mother who has shown that she can combine a successful career and motherhood. My daughter wants to be a medical scientist, and my son wants to date one, so I guess that is a sign of success. So I wanted to wish Megan all the best and let her know that her kids may have a different kind of childhood than the one she had, but it can still give them all the love and security that they need. A really good resource for Megan may be Laura Vanderkam's book, I Know How She Does It, How Successful Women Make the Most of Their Time. I found this very useful in thinking how to structure my time to prioritize my family. Um, Well, that's a great story. That's a great letter from Fiona. Thank you. And it just goes to show she had two kids and Mm -hmm. she made it work. We have one kid. We make it work. So, I mean, I wish I could tell um, Cheryl, okay, Cheryl, don't have another kid. You're right. Right. (laughs) Or tell Cheryl, have another kid. Because I know that's so hard when you're trying to figure that out. It is. But unfortunately, Cheryl, you're back to the drawing board. You're just going to have to... um, (laughs) You know, follow your gut. You're doing a great job. Yes. Whatever path you choose, it's okay. Yes. So we've got to keep this mom guilt discussion going because it's really, you know, something that resonates with so many of us moms and dads, of course. Um, All parents feel this. Um, So if anyone wants to talk about it, join our Facebook group. Just search Facebook for Happier in Hollywood and um, say you want to join and we'll invite you in. Yes. And if you, like us, don't have time to exercise, as many parents and people who are not parents (laughs) struggle with, um, next up, we'll share a Hollywood hack that solves that problem. But first, an ad break. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And now it's time for this week's Hollywood Hack. 
If you don't have time to work out, have the workout come to you. And if it's too expensive, grab a buddy or two to cut the cost. Yes. Now, Sarah, this was came right out of our life <laughs> because we're now, you know, working at The Fix. It's going to be long hours, and we didn't want to completely lose all exercise mm-hmm. out of our lives. Right. And you said we should get a yoga teacher to come to the office. Right. Before work. Have someone we can just go to the office, do an hour of yoga, and then dive right into the day. Yes. So we're going to come early on Mondays, um, and we're going to probably use Lori Zax's office, Uh our our, uh, one of the executive producers on the show. And you and me and Marsha and Lori are going to take yoga. Which, divided by four people, having a private instructor come is really, really reasonable. Yeah, it's not that much more than just going to a yoga class and yet it's so nice because we'll already be where we need to be. Yeah. Like, that just makes all the difference when we can just, you know, walk out the door and we're in the room. Um, it's way better than then having to drive across town. And as obligers, we will have the accountability partners in each other that we need to do things like exercise. Yes. I mean, you can also, of course, have someone come to your house and it's a nice way to to see a friend. For example, my sister has a yoga teacher um, come to either her house or her mother-in-law's house. I'm not sure which. They live around the corner from each other, and they do yoga together every week. Oh, what and a great that's way a, to stay connected. Yeah, and that's just a nice thing. It's like, again, multitasking. She's, you know, they're having mother-in-law, daughter-in-law time, and they're doing yoga. Nice. And as we get older, yoga becomes increasingly important. Oh, yes. <laughs> not that we aren't young and spry. Yes. Um, yeah, and I'm, I can't wait. I'm really excited. I haven't done yoga since I did farm yoga in Minnesota. Which I still haven't <laughs> totally heard about. Uh, that was Honestly, that was mostly about petting pigs and goats. So this will be actual yoga. Yeah, I'm excited too. Um, I have to tell you, I did um, gentle beachside yoga twice when I was in Hawaii, and I was dead. Like, I was <laughs> so sore from gentle beachside yoga Uh, I can't even imagine how I'm going to survive this, which is probably not quite as gentle. We're going to have to tell our teacher to ease us in. Yes. Lori's not going to like it because I think she does like yoga already. But for the rest of us, just go slow at first. And it's supposed to be at least a little relaxing after all. It is yoga. Absolutely. And that's it for this episode of Happier in Hollywood. Email us or send us a voice memo at happierinhollywood at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and please subscribe if you haven't already. Thanks to our producer, the amazing Chuck Reed, and everyone at Sancola Sound. Thanks to the awesome ad team at Panoply. Thank you to our assistant, Mary Merkins, for helping us juggle our lives, um, which are quite hectic now and always. (laughs) And thanks, as always, to Gretchen Rubin. Happier in Hollywood is part of the Onward Project. Get in touch. I'm on Instagram at Liz Craft, and Sarah is at S. Fane. We also have a Facebook group. Search for Happier in Hollywood on Facebook to join the conversation. Until next week, I'm Sarah Fane. And I'm Liz Craft. Thanks for joining us. It's a fun job. And we enjoy it. All right. Are we ready? Uh, Yes, ready. Oh, it's going to be good. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. I'm so tired.